Hello and welcome back to this next episode of Sidekicks and Sidekicks. It is a bit of a tongue twister and I quite often fall over my own podcast title, but I don't care. We're sticking with it because that's the name it's got. I'm very, very honoured to be joined today by Daniel Jackson from Beyond the Veil LLC, and I'll let Daniel explain that. Welcome and thank you very much for joining me, Daniel. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on, Sean. No, it's, it's my pleasure. We've had a nice little chat to just to get warmed up. But I think let's just let's dive into it. What what you've told me so far is that you you are very much um, say it as you see it or hear it or feel it, however that may be, kind of guy. And I I love that. I want straight talking on this podcast because I just want it to be as real as possible for everybody. So I'm going to ask you now, because I know you've been at this for a long time. Can you give me a potted, a little potted introduction into Daniel Jackson? Sure. My name is Daniel Jackson, but I go as Spirit Medium Daniel. I don't call myself psychic because when you say the word psychic, someone walks up to you and says, hey, what am I thinking now? Yeah. And uh, yeah, when they do that, I go, I don't know what you're thinking, but everyone else thinks you're a moron because you know, you're just trying to do your selfish thing. But uh, I'm a spirit medium. I I receive messages from who we would refer to as archangels. They are not men with wings and shields and swords. They're not fighting a battle in heaven. None of that stuff. I mean, in all actuality, when we were taught as children that all the bad ones went to hell. So if they were all in hell, who would they actually be fighting in heaven? No one. So, but no such place as hell. I see, hear, feel, smell, and communicate with spirit. They are all around us. We don't have to go to some specific place to look for spirit because spirit is everywhere. As I mentioned before, some spirit want to be seen. Most of them don't. Why won't they want to communicate with us all? Because now they're living life that's uninterrupted. They don't, they're not breaking bones. They're not, you know, they're not driving cars and paying bills. What they're doing is just being. That's it. But they are being with each other. But, um, that's what I do. I uh, And then I do readings for people. And then I wrote a book about my life and how this all started for me. But I do the best I can to help people. I try to give them some peace of mind, some clarity, and, and some direction in their lives. I'm not the one who's going out and trying to help you find your soulmate because most people don't understand what the soulmate actually means. A soulmate is just someone who you back at home, the both of you were just good friends, and now you're both here again in a body again. And you just meet up and you are so good, you are so close. That's what a soulmate. Does it mean you're going to fall in love with them? No. It could be a dog, a cat, could be your mom and dad, could be your (laughs) best friend. All that other stuff is a bunch of stuff that's brought to us by TV and movies. Yeah. That ruined everything. Somebody in a a conversation I had a few weeks ago talked about, about, Yes, um, psychic abilities or, or mediumship type abilities that we essentially were all born with them. Yeah, uh, but not we everyone. All, we all them. have them, but we lose it through education yeah. and socialization. Oh yeah, and, when, when and you that wake, really fascinated me. You wake up in the in the you wake up here in a baby body, going, "Wow!" Your mom and dad's going, "I'm your mom and dad," and you're going, "I don't know who the hell you are, but okay." And then <clears throat> they raise you and they teach you the ways of the world. And when they do that, they're throwing a bucket of bleach over top of you, washing all the way the truth that you just brought with you from heaven. Because that's where you came from. This soul came from heaven, and you come back here into another body again because you didn't fulfill your purpose. It gets washed away for most people. And then for some of us, it just doesn't. 
and as I always explain it to people, some of us are meant to be teachers. Others are just meant to be students. That's all. Uh-huh. Now, in your profile, you talk about wanting to teach people about their reason for existence. What, yeah. what do you mean by that, Daniel? <clears throat> the reason we're here, you're here to learn yeah. lessons. You're here again because the lessons you learned last time did not get you a golden ticket home to stay home into heaven. So you come here to learn those lessons again, which are also here to fulfill a purpose. The purpose is we are here to help each other just for the sake of helping, not because you can, but because you should. In a sense where someone may walk up to you and say, excuse me, sir, I'm lost. Can you help me find my way? Because what you're essentially doing is teaching them to do something they can't do for themselves or teaching them how to do something for themselves. So in that moment, you may have to tell them, well, look, if you go down this street here and you make a left and you come to this stop sign and you make a right, or, or you know what, how about if I do this? How about if I get in my car, you get in your car, you follow me, and I'll just go down there and take you to it and then point you in the right direction, and there you go. And that's it. When you do that, when you physically help someone, you know it feels good. You get goosebumps, and goosebumps are not a nervous reaction. Goosebumps is your soul coming through letting you know that this is a good thing. Yeah. But, yeah. It's very interesting. But, I was I was asked a question by an an old boss of mine a few years ago now, although not that many years ago. But, um, it it was a typical thing. I was I was kind of being discussed, or I was having a discussion with him, and I was being sounded out for a potential change of role. And um, he asked me where the usual thing, you know, where do you want to be? Where do you see yourself in three to five years, Sean? I'm just like, I don't know. Alive, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm here today. I'm not chasing the next big sale. Right. Uh, I've, I've been there. I've done that, and I actually find that I've achieved more now. My sense of achievement and success is when I see someone else who has a problem being helped by me yeah. to solve that problem, yeah, and seeing them succeed. And um, he says to me, well, "That's very altruistic, Sean. Are you religious at all?" So, well, actually, I'm I'm not particularly religious at all, but right. I don't see why that has anything to do with it. Doesn't. But that's just me. That's how I see how I am and wh- where I am and what I'm doing these days. Yeah, it's, it's not a particular belief that you have to have to, to describe the man that you're going to be or the woman that you're going to be. It's just who you decide to be. That's all, yeah. It's all about choices. Everything in your life that you do is your choice. You can be influenced by other people and someone can give you advice, but ultimately you have to make the choice for that. In the same sense that if I would, if if to make sense for people how that works and why it works the way it does, I would say to you, if if you and I were best buddies and I found out you were an alcoholic, I'd say, Sean, you know what? I'll take you to classes. I'll take you to AA. I'll keep you away from drugs and alcohol. I'll keep you away from all the bars, although, you know, who doesn't like a good strip club? I get it. But, uh, I will take you to all these places and help you through this. Yep. But until you choose to stop drinking, no matter what I say or do, isn't going to make a difference. So everything you do is your choice, and it doesn't make a difference what uh, what party you stand with politically or or what religion you stand with. It's all about you choosing to be the person that you choose to be. Yep. And that and that's a matter of timing as well. People can be on a path out of control, even. Yeah. And, and you know, they have what we would call a light bulb moment. 
and yeah. something changes. And something they do does at home. I was talking to a wonderful lady, actually, and she talked to me about her experiences, and she had some terrible experiences as a youngster um, and in her late teens, which led her on a path of um, crime and, and addiction and spending time in prison. And how her spirituality managed to actually help her to come through that and come out sure. of it. And uh, what an amazing conversation I had with her. In an, I used to work in prison. It, I it's seeing it. people on those journeys is, is amazing. Like I, I tell people all the time with that, with that, cause I worked in prison for six years doing medical records and, and I, I worked on, you're here to learn those lessons and not everybody's good at learning lessons. You walk through a door and there's a nail on the floor. You trip over the nail. How do you? Learn that lesson. Well, you go get a hammer and bang it back in so you can walk through that door freely the rest of your life. Yeah. Not everyone does. Some people just continue to trip over four or five yeah, times. and go on and trip over it yeah. again the next day. Yeah. I, I worked around those people in prison. They were called inmates. They have not figured out that they're not good criminals. Maybe they should try to look at it a different way, but it's hard for them because this is all they know. Yeah. But for you, I mean, you've, you've already explained or you've given an introduction at the very least uh, at the start of the conversation that you, you have abilities and, and connections on many different levels. Oh boy. My, my just other, give us a little I bit of I, mean, I, I know, I know we don't want to spend all, um, all the show talking about them, but yeah. just give us a little piece and a snippet of each one of those that you just, that you mentioned earlier. Well, the way that I get answers. I get touched on my face for yes and no answers. So when I get a yes, it feels like a, a touch, like a finger is going across the top of my eye or yep. anywhere on my forehead or on my head. When I get a no answer, it feels like a tear is running down my face. And it's literally all I have to do is ask a question and I get answered just like that. Plus, they also put thought into my mind. In the very beginning, when I was getting these touches and this thought in my mind, I could tell the difference of it because it was only like 5% of the time. Yeah. That has switched throughout the years that I've been doing this. Now it's 90% of the time. So in other words, my own thoughts are no longer mine anymore. I'm losing what is essentially me. So right. it just is and, what and it you is. And you don't have, uh, it's not like you can just switch that on or off then? No, not anymore. You say not anymore. Just explain that, if you will, Daniel. I, when I found out when I was coming on onto this part of my journey, I've seen spirit ever since I was, you know, three years old. But I just never really knew why. <clears throat> it was, wasn't until about two weeks. It was before my 50th birthday. My wife went away for two weeks and, and visited her daughter across the, across the United States. We used to live in Delaware and now we live in Arizona, but she came out to California to visit her daughter. And for those two, those two weeks, I saw everything you can ever imagine in a scary movie at my house. Green and red mist pouring out of the walls and little skulls floating around with red eyes and bangs, all this stuff. Seven-foot skeletons walking in the house. and But what it was is they were trying to test me to see if I was going to move forward with it and, and try to discover what this is all about, or yeah. was I just going to let it go? And I decided to move forward with it. And it was when I did that, then I had to make a big decision. I had to eventually had to have a talk with God and decide if I was going to do something with this ability that I have or not do anything. And I chose to move forward and say, yes, I was going to do that. But me saying yes, I, I wasn't really truly understanding what I was saying yes to. And what I was saying yes to was these abilities moving forward, progressing, getting stronger and stronger. But the way that I have abilities and then finding out more about myself from talking to archangels, 
I found out that I have something more. I found out that I have something more that no other psychic or no other medium on the face of this earth has. Once I describe it to them, they say, I don't know what you're talking about. They don't know what I'm talking about because they don't have it. That's all, because it doesn't need to be in any else. It just needs to be in one. But when I was saying yes to all that, it was saying yes to, yes, I will do whatever it is you, that you want me to do as long as you give me help. When I said that, they've been helping me, and they've been giving me abilities to, to help other people. And But I, that was a commitment that I made. The commitment was to stick with it. But that commitment was also change within myself in order to to be able to see them, hear them, feel them, to be able to communicate with them in the way that I do. I had to commit to that. There is no, you know, there, there was a choice in the very beginning. I could, I was told that I could stop at any time and not do this, but I just couldn't. I didn't feel as though I, I could hand this off to someone else. But the one thing that I have that no other medium has, you can't hand off to anyone else. So I figured if that's what I am, then this is what I will do. So I didn't turn it off, and now I can't turn it off. Now it's I'm, it's too far forward. My life would, without it, I'm, I don't know what I would do. So I am effectively, you would lose your, you. You feel you would lose your own purpose. Yeah. If you weren't following this purpose. Absolutely. I didn't. I just yeah. didn't want to say it like that. But yes. Okay. Uh, that's just how I process it, and you know. Um, yeah. Well, I, so do I. I but I don't you always say things that way because I don't want anyone else to feel that same way that they're just going to lose their purpose. But okay. Yeah, I get that. Um, so a couple of questions that you you pose to people or, or points that are in your profile, and you talk about um, signs that you're not living your purpose. Which, oddly enough, and I mean, I've just literally glanced my eye across to that. I'm thinking, yeah, you ever see this mentioned the purpose? Have I been, <laughs> have I been drawn to that now? Yeah, the TV show, The Kardashians, or something like that. Nah, don't watch all that. These are all Shit. these egotistical people walking around <laughs> yeah. thinking they need so, to have. Yeah. All, they walk That's around thinking they me. have. They need six cars and seven houses and ten boats and all that stuff. Those kinds of people. Yeah, yeah, you're not fulfilling your purpose when you're doing that. Yeah, yeah. We're 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 here to to help each other and and look out in the world. Does it look like we're actually doing that? Not really. No. 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 And it's not long ago that somebody talked to me about you know when when they talk about heaven and hell and they say you know is is what we're living actually closer to hell than what we believe in our heads? Hell might. Yeah, sort of. I mean, uh, <laughs> there's no such place as hell. I see into no. both both realms. I can see into what we would call heaven. Mm-hmm. But I also see into this essential earthbound realm, and it's just a low energy realm. And I see it. There's there there may be somebody walking around with horns and a tail, but he's not torturing anybody. It's just that's what he looks like where he comes from. Because as I tell people, this is not the only place with with beings or people on it. So um, now there are very negative energies there. But uh, there's one thing that uh, most like we were talking about uh, ghost hunters. They don't know this, but when you are there in that realm. If another spirit were to walk up to you and smack you in the face, you feel it. Yeah. Because you're in this realm of staying here because you chose not to walk into the light. And you're in this low energy realm. So you're still holding on to your pain, anger, sorrow, grief, guilt, anguish, all that mess that you learned how to have here or learned how to have wherever you it was you were. And you're still holding on to it. So you're still feeling on to actual physical pain as well. I mean, I, I saw a guy come up to me one time in that realm. 
and he looked at me and then all of a sudden I saw a wound appear on his head and then I felt the pain. And he said, this is how I got, this is how I was murdered. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. Now you've talked about energy as well. And we we did discuss that when we, you mentioned it when we were talking earlier. And that is something I want to pick up on. So you yeah, talk sure. about this low energy. Yeah. Can you give the listeners an idea of, of sort of where the energy planes are or levels and and how work? I don't ever use the word levels because where you're going is your choice. You're going to wake up okay. out of your body. You're going to look down. You see your body and go, eh, I, just, I guess I don't need that anymore. You take a step to the left. You're going to look to the right. You're going to see a light turn on. It's your choice to either walk into that light or not. It's that simple. You're not asking for forgiveness from God or anything. I mean, God doesn't judge us. Why do we judge? Well, we judge ourselves a thousand times a day. Why does he need to do it once more? Because he just doesn't. He's not going to judge his children. And all that stuff is brought to you by the people who want to tell you how to live your life the way they want you to live and give them 10%. How did they know about 10% that long ago? Because the people who wrote those books are kings and queens. That's how. Because it was all about power and control. But this low energy realm, it's just a place. It's just... It's just a spiritual place where there's all spirit there. As many of the people cross over into the light, there's that many that don't. And because they chose not to go into that, because they chose to hold on to this pain, anger, sorrow, kill, anguish, all that stuff, they're in a lower energy place because the higher energy place, no one feels resentment. No one has grudges. They don't have that. It's all about positivity. So you either have positive or negative. And if you want to choose to hold on to that negativity, you're going to stay in this low-energy negative place. Now, that that doesn't mean everyone there is horrible. I see dogs and cats there. I see horses and cows because sometimes they step up out of their bodies and they don't know they've passed away because they still feel as though they are themselves. And essentially, they are. They're just different. They just, you know, they just didn't, they don't have to, they're, they're not waiting for 30 or anything like that. They just go. You just are. But you are in this low energy place. It's not a lot of energy there. There's no light there. The only light that, that is there is from the beings that are there. And they are, they are pure energy. But it's a low energy place because they still have these low energy feelings, these yeah. low energy things that they decided to hold on to. Or you cross over into the light. And when you do that, it's all about positivity. There's no hate. There's no, People always ask that question, is, is my grandfather, did he cross over? Yes, he did. Well, we didn't get off on good terms there. You know, he, he left and we ever had an argument the week before. Does he have a grudge against me? No. They don't have grudges there. It's all about <clears throat> positivity, so why would I have a grudge? People just yeah. don't understand it. They're just not meant to understand it, though, because if they understood everything, they wouldn't be able to fulfill their, their, their purpose. They wouldn't be learning their lessons because they didn't, they know what they're supposed to learn. And they are, they are here to do all that stuff. They are, that's why you're sent here. You're here to yeah. learn all that stuff. But uh, they just and don't I think understand. You've just answered I mean, one of my questions. And, and I was going to ask about how I think that people struggle so much with this just purely because they can't compartmentalize it or it won't fit in that box. You know, right. They can't visualize it. So it doesn't exist, or it, or they don't, you know, they they, they won't believe or whatever. Right, because they I were think you just put to... that. You've just put that really well in in a description of, you know, that the, there's kind of there's really only two alternatives: you're in the lower energy or the higher energy. That's it. And there's something there's that no Andy other planes says. of existence or or 
or yeah. I'm going to go to the fifth level or sixth level. You either go into one or you stay yeah. in this other one. That's it. Yeah. Well, I think somebody, something that Andy says quite often, uh, and I've registered that over the last few months, and that's always that whenever he's talking about loved ones of people um, that have passed, is that they are always in a good place. They are always being treated well. They are always happy. Yeah. He never, ever says, so-and-so is not really very pleased at the minute, or he's no. been, given a, given, been given a bad time, so he's not no. happy that he's on the other side. And, and you've, you've just kind of sort of wrapped that up a little bit more in the way you've described it, so that's really useful. I mean, I, I see negative energies all the time. When I see them, they glow red. But like I said, not everything there is horrible. There are people there who just chose not to go in because – when you wake up out of your body, let me ask a real quick question, Sean. So you've been here 28 times. So I just asked them how many times you've been here. They told me the number 28, and then I said in my mind, did you say 28? And then they touched me across my forehead like that. Yeah. And as you just noticed, it took that amount of time So yeah. <clears throat> because of the connection I have with them. So you've been here 28 times. So you're going to stand up out of your body. Look down and see the body and go, eh. But you're going to get the perfect memories of your lifetime here, plus the other perfect memories of all the other 27 lifetimes. And when you know you've been here 28 times and you look into that light, because you're going to know it, it's that instantaneously, there's a possibility you're going to know that you might have to come back and do it all over again. Yeah. And here's the thought that comes next. Maybe you don't want to. So that you don't walk into the light and you stay here. A lot of them do that, or because the world teaches them that they're not a good person, or they're horrible, or they're set, they think they did something horrible, and they're afraid to go into that light because they're afraid they're going to be judged by God. But it's it's at that moment. Yeah. The next moment after that, when when they're here and they they know that they're not going to be judged by God, but they still know they don't want to go there because there's a possibility they might have to come back into another body again and do this all over again. Maybe they just don't want to. So they don't go in there. Because when you cross over into heaven, there's a possibility that that is going to happen. But when you walk into that place, you are just a beautiful, white light, positive energy who likes to do good things. So you know that, well, I didn't do so great last time. I'll give it another shot. If that's what you want me to do, sure. And then they send you back. That's simple. We call it reincarnation and all that crap, but mm -hmm. not really. You're just coming back to learn lessons and fulfill a purpose. It's about getting the purpose fulfilled. Yeah. Because we all we all have spirit guides in this world, and the spirit guides are ones who have fulfilled their purpose, and they come back here to help others to get on that track to fulfilling their purpose so they can come home and stay home as well. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question then. It's a, it's a personal question, and you might be able to give me a, an idea or some direction on it. People have said to me in the past, have you tried meditation? And I said to them, yeah. I'm not really sure I know how to do it. And they need to connect with your spirit guides and do this yeah. and do that. And I've done, I've put guided meditation, MP, you know, on you just don't get it. Just I don't do guided happening. meditation either. Right? I, I tried guided meditation, but the problem with that is I'm 56 years old. I don't, I can't picture myself climbing up a freaking tree now. Why do I want to do that in meditation where I'm trying to calm myself down? Why would I, I, I just don't see anything. Yeah. Well, the way that I do it now is I don't do guided meditation. I use something called binaural beats. I was getting a massage somewhere. And when I was getting the massage, she turned on this calming music and it was binaural beats. 
Now, when I meditate, it used to take me like 30, 40 minutes to get into that state. But when I get into that, I start seeing things. They start showing me messages. I see angel eyes in front of me. Yeah. But it would take 45 minutes to get into that space. Well, when she played that music, it just, I closed my eyes. It just turned on. I was there and I was like, but with me, when, with me, when I meditate, I get, I can actually talk to them just like I'm talking to you right now. Yeah. I can talk to them and ask them questions and they give me answers. Not everybody gets that. We all get something different because we're all meant to do something different. But with me, that's how I get it. But when I do the binaural, Beats, I put it on my phone like this woman did, and she hooked it up to a Bluetooth speaker. I do the same thing, but I put it in the corner of the room. And that way, when the music comes through, just its sound and tones come through and engulfs the entire room, which I'm in, and I'm in. But they bring me messages. I, I get messages in cartoon form and, and a lot of times in just like video type of form. But now I don't even have to meditate so much anymore because I'm so connected now. Sometimes I just close my eyes, and the message is already playing. Already there, yeah. It's already there. I close my eyes, and this video's already playing. Like, I just walked into a room, and a TV was on. That's yeah. how it is for me. But, yeah, you can you can connect with them. You can. I would always say, before you're going into meditation, say out loud what it is you want from it. Is there anything you want me to see, hear, or feel? Is there anything that you need me to know? Could you please bring it to me and then go into meditation and what to happen? Because it's Excellent. not about going to a place. It's about learning to just be. Yeah. And and the point of meditation is is being able to clear your mind of everything that you have going on in your day. Clear your mind and clear yourself of everything that's been worrying you and driving you crazy. When you're able to do that, just get into meditation. Even if you don't see anything. You just cleared yourself of all the garbage that were having going on in your lives. Why wouldn't you want to do that? No, absolutely. And you know, I'm curious to. I was going to say to to perfect it, and and I don't I don't really actually like to use the word perfection. I'm just curious to be able to do to be able to switch off. I think yeah, it's not uh, about doing more perfection. And, and 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 to do that, yeah, and. It's I try to meditation; work for you, it doesn't right? work. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm kind of in search of of a method that works and I haven't quite found one yet, but it's, yeah, it's going to take time for you to find the way that it's going to work for you. Just because it works one way for someone else doesn't mean that's going to be good for you. Yeah. When I did my normal beats, I just put it on my phone and I would listen to each one and go, okay, this one works for me. Or I I go for another one, but I, I cheat with it. I show them because I would put it on and go, is this a good one? And I get touched. No. Okay. And I move on to the next one. <laughs> yeah, so you can, you can shortcut it. That's cheating, yeah. That's, that's good. I'm going to give it a try, though, Daniel, for definite. Yeah. But you've, you know, you've, you've at least pointed me into a, a, some another version or variation to try. Yeah. And one of the things I find quite, I suppose, challenging in that sense is if I have a dream, I can have very vivid dreams. Sure. And quite often I can really remember what I had in that dream. You write and sometimes it down. I can... Sometimes I can go back into the dream. You know, if I wake up or I'm disturbed, I can go back yeah. to sleep and go back into it. And a lot of people say, how do you do that? I can't do it. And I was like, well, I don't actually know how I do it. It just happens. It just happens. But then when I go to try and meditate, I, I don't see anything. I can't <laughs> visualize this stuff. And I was like, 
why can I dream but I can't meditate? What's the difference between the two? It's you're with meditation, you're in a waking, you're in a wake state dream. In other words, you're in that lucid state, the same place you are when you're dreaming. But in a sense, when you're trying to get into meditation, you're trying to force it. You can't force it. You just have to let it happen. Mm-hmm. So don't think about the place that you're going. Just think about being. That's it. When you clear your mind out, you're going to get clear messages. But you have to have a clear mind in order to get clear messages. Yeah. you got to slow down. take that away. I'm going to take that away and give it a try. Yeah. And I think at this point, I've got loads of things going around in my head. <laughs> I think right now is probably a good time because it's getting on. I've done an 11-hour shift at work today. I've not been home long. I'm going to wrap it up today, but I absolutely want to talk to you again, Daniel. I, I mean, it's yeah. been really fascinating and enlightening, and I just think there's so much more that we can talk about. Oh, boy, there is. There is. And I hope that people want to listen to it because hopefully at some point in their lives, it can help them as well. Yeah. They may get, like we were talking about earlier, that light bulb moment that's going to wake them up and see the world is not exactly that they're making it out to be. No, no. (laughs) I said, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll just tell you this bit before we do wrap up properly. I was talking to somebody the other day who's um, a, a metaphysicist, I think is the right phrase. And I said, the last couple of years, I have started to feel more and more like there's a lot more truth in the Matrix than I ever believed at the time it was released. Correct. <laughs> Correct. The unfortunate and it just makes part me... about that. Yeah, the, the unfortunate part is we've relinquished the power. Mm-hmm. to take care of ourselves over to others a long time ago. Yeah. And they created this matrix for us, and now we all live in it because we believe that they can tell us what to do. They yeah. tell you one day to, to wear a certain type of shirt or a certain type of pair of shoes or tell you one day to eat bacon one day, but they say the next day, don't eat bacon. And then we just follow along with it. So that's the matrix that they created for us because mm-hmm. we didn't want to do it for ourselves. You know what I think? I think they need to shut the hell up, and we need to stop listening. Absolutely. Daniel, it's been an absolute pleasure. I absolutely know that we could do this probably for at least another hour and some right now, but I think I do need another coffee. Yeah. <laughs> and I want I want to say thank you very much for agreeing to come on. It's, it's been wonderful talking to you, and I don't think it'll be too long before I'm knocking on your door, sir, and asking you to come back again. Absolutely. Anytime you want to do it, I'll be here. Thank you, Daniel. Take care. Thank you. You too.